Navajo people here. Fuck yeah! Indians. This song goes to uh, all the survivors of the genocide of the Indians of America. This is called L'Enfant Sauvage. Hey everyone. This is Kelvin Yate. Welcome to episode 17 of Res Metal Podcasts. I just played a sound clip from uh, Gojira's lead singer, Joe Duplantour. Just giving the Navajos and Indians of America a shout out. Uh, that was from a live show in Tempe, January 28, 2013. Uh, I found a YouTube clip of that. I thought that was cool. We actually talk a lot about Gojira during this interview. So on this episode, I talked to three members of Born of Winter. Uh, Malcolm and Nicholas Woolley and Darius Siazi. Uh, Darius also uh, is the lead singer and guitarist for Testify. Uh, Born in Winter, uh, their metal band, originally from Window Rock, Arizona, been around since 2005. They were initially known as Creeping Puppets and now are Born of Winter. So I'm just going to play a few song clips uh, for those who haven't got a chance to check them out. I'm going to play a live recording of the song Wide Open Moon. It's what's called Wide Open Moon. Check it out. Yeah, that's uh, off of their live recording and can be found on their Bandcamp page. All right, I'm going to play another song clip. Um, This is Dead Dog Day. I like that because uh, kind of has a like at the gates kind of feel to it. So um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, transition to the interview with uh, Malcolm, Nicholas, and Darius. So check it out. Yeah, thanks for joining Nicholas, Willie, and Darius Yazi from uh, Born in Winter. Like Nicholas plays guitar and uh, Darius plays uh, bass. But yeah, would you guys just giving yourself a quick uh, intro to people listening? Oh yeah, uh, my name is Nicholas Willie. Um, I play guitar. Born winter and um, originally from Crystal, New Mexico. Uh, as well as my brother. My brother is Malcolm Willie. He's a drummer for the band. <laughs> So we both 
kind of grew up together doing the pretty much the same same stuff eventually you know we started a band together <laughs> but yeah we're uh, basically in Crampley right now working and uh, just living living <laughs> yeah how about you Darius uh, my name is Darius Yazi riding out in Saru, New Mexico been in the band for uh, about three years since 2017 um, glad to be you know part of such a a heavy band around the, on the res so it's fun some of the other members are um, I believe uh, Malcolm who's the drummer and uh, the other guitarist and his name's uh, Steven I believe yeah Steven Steven Blackout and then Irv Irv Wanika yeah. vocals awesome well um, thanks again for doing this um, and again you know I've just been reaching out to different uh, bands locally on the res just to get to know also for other people to get to know just because i feel like this is a good way for people to you know just get to know bands and relate to them and also it just i think it just kind of adds another dimension to you know building a band base but uh i mean we can just kind of go from the beginning and like how the band started or you know how you guys got involved in music um how'd you first get involved with guitar uh nicholas um, play, <clears throat> um, probably through high school, I had a few friends who uh, play guitar and they kind of got inspired through them. So, so one day my parents got me a guitar and it was a first had guitar from Walmart. So I had that whole little bundle and that's kind of what I grew up or started learning how to play on there. And eventually, uh, <clears throat> started getting into more, um, just the basics. And then the first few bands I started playing were like System of a Down, uh, and Ultimate Metallica, and Megadeth. And eventually, we came into the more heavier bands like Lamb of God, Devil Driver, Gojira, you know, just <clears throat> kind of, uh, uh, I guess, you know, just evolving, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I started in probably like 2004, 2005, that's when I started playing, and as far as the band, uh, we, we, we uh, me and my brother, we, you know, we, we were in a few other bands before we started our own, and eventually we started our own, it was probably back in 05, but then we call ourselves the Creeping Puppets. Uh, it was kind of like a, just like a, you know, just, uh, just for fun. Didn't really, but you took ourselves seriously or anything. And the name, the name for the band kind of um, uh, was just a play on you know song titles from Metallica. You know, Creeping Death, Master Puppets. We kind of uh, started off um, playing covers for Metallica, so. It was me, my brother, Malcolm, and then uh, <clears throat> we had two other members. Uh, they were brothers, too. And we, uh, we all went to school together out in uh, Windrock. So we kind of met each other through there, and eventually we started playing together. And uh, you know, it just took a, like a year, two years, and then finally, you know, we started like 
playing as playing as a unit and I think it was until 2005, 2006 when we started like kind of playing like public and that was mostly Metallica and Megadeth and eventually you know uh, we started playing uh, Lamb of God Double Driver cover tunes and um, I was probably in <clears throat> I would say about 2007 late 2007s when we uh we kind of um, split up with you know our, our, our former members, and uh, they went their own, did their own thing. We did ours, and mm-hmm. really kind of how we uh, we uh, had a few other uh, friends at the time. They were um, uh, it was Steve, Irv, and our former bass player. Uh, his name was Britt Brittisonson. They uh, they were another band called Blood Rush. So. They were from Fort Defiance too, man. Uh, they had a drummer, Dallas. His name was Dallas, and uh, yeah, they were they were called Blood Rush at the time. And we did a lot of shows together with them. So when when we split up with the other guys, we uh, with um, playing with the other guys so just here and there, and eventually uh, Steve uh, became our our guitar player and. Cause he knew most of the songs and he was kind of like our backup but when the other guy couldn't make it so um it was just kind of like a, a pretty clean transition when he joined the band name changed probably didn't come until like 2000 it was 2013 or 2012 that's when we changed it to born in winter when um i guess <clears throat> when uh no it just felt like it was like the right time to oh, yeah. kind of like start doing our own our own stuff yeah 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 for sure i'll uh and, uh i'll get back to that how about you darius uh how uh how did you get involved first get involved with playing music was it uh was it initially guitar uh yeah when I'm, well i you know i started my group i started playing music at you know around 2000 um 11 when i was in high school and um you know i I formed my first band, which was Shadow Remain, and um, you know they're they're still around. And uh, you know, as every band does, we you go through your differences. And so you know, I stepped down from the group as well as my dad, uh, Edmund, and we formed Testify, and um, you know just have fun with it. And um, you know we. It was a big step, you know, from, like Nick said, uh, from playing cover songs to creating your own songs. Um, you know, so when we put out our first record with Testify in 2011, and we put out our second one in 2015, I think it was, uh, Rise Above, that was our latest record. And, you know, of course, within Born in Winter, who back then was Creeping Puppets, you know, we did a lot of shows together, a lot of shows. And, you know, we just, we did a couple tours. We had a tour called Reservation Slaughter um, that we did twice uh, in the summer. Uh, four bands. It was uh, Creeping Puppets, Testify, uh, Warm Order, and Ruction on the first tour. And then the second tour was Testify, uh, Born in Winter, Decapitation of a New Day and Obsolete. And, um, you know, it was just 
all about having fun out on the road, you know, hitting up places that really a lot of um, music doesn't really happen. We, we, you know, we had our own production, we had our own sound, lights, um, just pretty much set up wherever we could and play for the people in that community. And then, you know, a few years later, in 17, I always, you know, figured that if you could play guitar, you can play bass pretty much. And, you know, I played bass on our first album because we didn't have a bass player. Testify I didn't have a bass player when we did our first record. So I did all the bass tracks for that record. And when, um, you know, learning the songs on guitar from Nick and uh, Steven, because uh, Steven, he was not able to do some uh, gigs for Born in Winter due to work issues. So when I stepped in, you know, I, I learned uh, all the originals that they had and a few cover songs. And, um, you know, then the, the time came to where Steven could, you know, come back to the band full time. And then, uh, you know, I, I remember I was at Fire Rock having dinner with my wife. <laughs> um, it was a the Chinese New Year dinner that they were having. And then I, I got a text from Malcolm uh, asking if I was interested in becoming a full time bass player. So, you know, I uh, celebrated with a lot of food that night. And, uh, you know, I was, it was, you know, I was, I was happy, you know, and it's all about supporting one another. I know bass players are really hard to find around, you know, everyone wants to be a guitar player. Everyone wants to be a singer. So I, I didn't mind, you know, it, it's a different, I enjoy being, um, you know, multi-instrumental. I also uh, play drums too. Um, not as good as Malcolm or not as good as my dad, you know, but I, I can hold a beat down for a few a few songs. Yeah. But you know, here it is. Here our original tunes down drums. <laughs> yeah, when we uh, lately when we've been rehearsing, you know, we've been um, I've been jumping behind the kit on the drums for Born in Winter, and Malcolm's been behind the bass. So, you know, we just have fun like that. It's it's all about having fun. So you know, and uh, yeah, that's, that's how I think. You know, music's always been a part of me. You know, growing up, um, like you were mentioning earlier, there's not much to do, and um, you know, I I grew up as an only child for 18 years. So you know, I didn't I didn't have any siblings or you know anyone. It's just music, and um, it's pulled me out of some really dark places. Yeah, and it's you know um, it's been there for me. You know, and um, now with my family, you know, I. I don't want to force it onto my my son, but you know, I my only hope is that you know he can carry it on, yeah. you know, and he can. Do you, know. you think like uh, playing music, you learned like some life skills as well? Like, I mean, I know like being in a band, communication, teamwork, you know, being responsible and stuff like that comes with that. But I think that learning uh, music and guitar taught you some like life skills. Um. Yeah. You know. I. In terms of life skills, you know, I, I think a lot of it is the, uh, I think for me, it would be the, the social interaction with others, you know, um, music, music speaks to where words can't sometimes. And, um, you know, you, you base that connection with uh, your fans, your audience. And, you know, and I think that's the language, you know, that's, that's the skill right there is to connect through music um, in that area. Um, so, 
Yeah. Yeah, probably just uh, just being more, giving some more discipline to, uh, you know, really sit down, practice, you know, focus on um, how to, you know, know, we use, most of the time using like tablature, so uh, it's pretty simply learning the song through that, but um, I guess really trying to play note for note, you know, it takes a little bit more discipline, you know, so uh, I guess, I guess for me, it really taught me to uh, just be patient, especially, you know, like learning, learning a new song or learning a new uh, technique on the guitar, as well as uh, <clears throat> learning, like, you know, how to handle a guitar, how to take care of one, uh, you know, keep up with your maintenance and, um, Especially, you know, watching your equipment. <laughs> yeah. The more you, uh, <clears throat> I guess over the years, you kind of build this little investment and, in, you know, it's pretty expensive too, musical, music equipment. So uh, another thing too is, you know, just taking care of what you have. And yeah, I think it's mainly what I, what I learned through that. Yeah. Did you guys, were you guys like, uh, like, learn like music through like a uh, school or were you guys like self-taught um i started taking guitar lessons when i was like maybe in fifth grade or fourth grade or something like that and uh, my grandma you know used to take me to guitar lessons after i get out of school and um you know i started learning from there i when i got into high school i did percussion but I had a hard time reading notes because, you know, I, I was never taught to uh, read notes. And, um, you know, uh, when it came to learn, time to learn guitar, uh, metal guitar, you know, I didn't really have a teacher for that. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it was by ear. And a lot of it was uh, watching a lot of concert videos. Um, you know, if I wanted to learn how to play because um, we we hardly had internet where we were at where I lived at, so I couldn't just go online and look at the tabs or anything. So you know, um, live DVD, and you know when when the camera would zoom in on Kirk or James's fretboard, I would pause it, you know, then uh, figure it out on my end, and then play it again, rewind it, pause it, and that's kind of how I learned a lot of uh, you know the Metallica songs, and then. Um, getting into the tablature books and everything you know i still have all my tab books and um but a lot of it was by ear you know and um the basics was uh by a guy who taught me his name is robert brochet and you know he taught me the basics of uh, chords and um on acoustic and everything and now he makes his own guitars acoustic guitars he has his own uh guitar shop and everything in uh, blue water so um you know every now and then i, I pop in to, to see him and you know say hi and whatnot so i think if it wasn't really for him um i wouldn't have really learned much or i would have probably just given up on it so i, I give a lot of credit to him for you know showing me the the ropes how about you nicholas were you did you take guitar lessons or music in school or self-taught uh no it was mainly just mostly self-taught um probably just like two or three weeks <clears throat> um like on the weekends my uh my dad uh kind of um, helped try to help me with guitar lessons uh at Quintana's 
So I remember going like three weekends, three days, and after that, kind of, I don't know, just 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 stop going. <laughs> but that's probably the only like guitar lessons I had was just those three, those three times we tried it. But other than that, though, it's just mainly been self-taught. Okay. Just looking at um, tablatures and like just <clears throat> um, going by tabs, and then eventually, you know, going by ear. And you know, early on was um, early on I kind of learned through um, like Power Tab Editor. They had I know a friend of mine in high school. He had. The CD had a bunch of songs on there, and I used to um, download that software on my computer and had all the all the songs I um you know I learned from from that. So that was before the internet became more more wide widespread, like like it is now. So but nowadays I can just go on YouTube and <laughs> I'm having trouble on a certain part, you know, I'll just see how somebody else plays and. It's much easier now that way oh, yeah. than it was back then. <laughs> hey, Malcolm, did you uh, you just joined? But um, I just was I was asking the guys like how they first got into music and um, you know whether or not they were self taught or in school uh, or you know learn music through school. But how did you get in, involved in uh, with drums, Malcolm? Um, mine was kind of a funny story uh, pretty sure Nick told you about how we got the band started I don't know if, um, he kind of went over that but um, yeah I think we with me I started drums around uh, let's say about 2004 um, and we were in high school and so um, yeah we, we kind of we kind of started um, playing around with other bands and you know just we were really new to the whole live band experience um and we we were really um i guess planning on um doing live band stuff so um with me how i got into drums was um the band that we kind of uh started back then um was like a metallica band you know because that, that was kind of our our way to learn how to um you know play our instruments um you know with every band they, they kind of start off as covering songs and um with me the the guy at the time his name was brian um he was like our drummer and he had a drum set you know so um he would leave it he would leave his drum set with us um you know because he he was uh he was older than us too so he was in um football uh, so, you know, he would take off through like football practice and all that. So he'd leave his drum set with us and, um, you know, we leave it set up because, you know, we, we wanted to, um, so, um, and you know, it's kind of funny because I started playing the drums with his drum set. So with me, it was more, um, I guess it, it kind of just came naturally with me. Um, I didn't really like have any prior practice or anything. Um, you know, I didn't have to like, um, I guess I didn't really struggle with, you know, playing because, you know, like I said, it came naturally with me. So we started, you know, covering Metallica songs and, um, you know, when we really got serious about 
starting the band up and everything, um, um, me and my brother, we kind of branched off with that first band we started. Um, and, you know, we, 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 we kind of started it with the uh, the other guy, Brian. So we, we kind of just wanted to play, um, you know, Metallica, Megadeth. Iron Maiden. Yeah, Iron Maiden. You know, the the stuff that you kind of hear, you're like introduced to, um, you know, early on. So, you know, with us, it was Metallica, uh, Megadeth, Iron Maiden, Slayer, that kind of stuff. One thing um, I, I liked about, I really like about a Born a Winter slash Creeping Puppets is, you know, you, you have siblings in the band and I feel like when there's siblings in the band, um, there's there's a different um, dynamic. Like, I don't know, like, you know, like bands like Pantera and I think Gojira, they're, they've got siblings in their bands. Do you guys oh, yeah. kind of feel like it's easier to understand each other or bounce ideas off each other? Oh yeah, most most definitely. <laughs> yeah, I think. I don't mean like I said, we we grew up together, um, so we basically know know each other very well. What music we like, and like new songs we come up with, you know, we kind of have that already. That uh, that really that certain mentality or that certain um, uh, sound, you know, we kind of already. Um, already have it in mind. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, I like that too. It's, it's really kind of a unique thing too. Yeah, uh, I know. I, I listen to a lot of like band interviews, um, mostly podcasts, but there's this band called uh, Decapitated from Poland. And I think they started out like their the lead guitarist and the drummer were siblings. And I remember listening to that interview, like I guess on one of their albums, the, the guitarists, like, just invited his brother over and he like played guitar he recorded all their tracks and then his brother who's a drummer like went in immediately after and just recorded his you know drum parts without even like practicing or writing anything he kind of just already knew like what 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 pieces for you know the the drums where, where to put where to put it and so i always i always think that's cool like when there's siblings in the band oh yeah um and then um, when you guys like started out as like creeping puppets, how were those early shows? And like, were there any bands that helped you along or were there any like supporters who kind of helped you guys along when, when you were first starting? Mm. Yeah, really, we didn't really, uh, we didn't like really know what we were doing. <laughs> um, we we kind of just, um, you know, kind of went along with everything. Um, and being in high school, you know, you're you're kind of limited to your like networking and stuff. So uh, with shows, um, it was mainly just you know us and our friends, whoever we could, you know, invite to uh, some of the shows. And like even getting shows back then was um, pretty hard because you know we didn't really have uh, a lot of the networking tools that we have today. You know, like Facebook and all that. So um, it was mainly word of mouth. Um, you know, you were lucky to get your uh, your your word, your your um, shows out there with you know, like MySpace and you know <laughs> whatever was out there. So um, yeah, early on it was it was mainly word of mouth with us, and um, I remember uh, really where we got a lot of our following. I think it was in Kianta. 
um, you know, that's when we started getting the wheel rolling with us and, um, um, I'm not even sure we started booking shows out there. It's crazy. Um, but I know, I remember we went out there one time and after that, they just kept wanting us to come back. And I'm pretty sure my brother told you, uh, he used to live in Phoenix back then. So he would come back every weekend almost just to, you know, play shows in Kianta, you know, like free shows or whatever. So that, that was kind of like our early, our early. And we got, you know, we gained a pretty good following, but, you know, playing like Metallica, Megadeth, you know, some Lamb of God, um, you know, and especially like the, the way we were playing it, you know, we were trying to go for it, like note for note, you know, that kind of, that kind of thing. Um, uh, it was pretty, um, I guess, pretty new to people. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, bands then, um, back then, even before us, you know, they, you know, they, they played cover songs, but, um, I think with us, it was really unique because, you know, we were so young. Um, we were, you know, pretty much, like I said, trying to play it note for note. And, you know, um, I think it was just something new in that. And we had like a full band, you know, some some bands when they start out as cover bands, you know, they have like a guitarist and a drummer and then that's it. But, you know, with us, we had everybody. Awesome. Um and then, um, so how many years were you guys active as Creeping Puppets before the name change? Uh, about eight years. Yeah, we started back in, we officially kind of started back in 2005. Um, I think that's like when we started getting more shows and stuff. Um, and then, you know, we turned into Born in Winter around uh, 2013. Yeah, what, what went into the uh, decision to change the band's name? Uh, mainly because we were writing our own material, you know, we kind of wanted to have our own um, identity to go with that. And, you know, I mean, people really like the name The Creeping Puppets. Um, you know, we didn't expect to, um, I guess, get as out there as much as we did. But, um, you know, we kind of like worked pretty fast. So it was like 17 years, we were like probably 17 at the time. So that was like kind of like the, like the coolest thing you could think of. <laughs> But we didn't really think it was like we're gonna be playing, you know, um, as much as we we ended up doing. Yeah, we never uh, early on. We never expected to play like in front of people. So uh, I mean, we yeah. did, but we didn't expect to be going to like Gallup, Kianta, you know, all these other places out there. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and to go back to your previous question, another. Well, that's definitely, uh, for me, my, I was probably, our parents, too, it was really, like, you know, our, our rock <laughs> for those early shows, and, because, you know, they really helped us with our um, equipment, and my dad, huge props to my dad, too, he's been there with us since day one, kind of driving us to our practices, driving us to the shows, helping us set up, helping us, um, um, <clears throat> get, you know, keep things in line, and yeah, yeah so, early on, he was like the one that got us our shows. <laughs> yeah, he was our manager, basically. Our shows, um, you know, we'd be playing like these, um, Navajo Nation, you know, youth festivals, yeah, youth festivals sponsored by like these, um, you know, the the chapter houses or you know that, that kind of stuff like the um, organizations that were related to Navajo Nation so I'm, I'm pretty sure they were um, 
pretty caught off guard by the fact that you know the metal band that plays Metallica wants to play at their youth festival. But you know, you know, we were we were kids back then, so I'm pretty sure you know they were like, oh hey, you know, a bunch of rock kids, let's let's have them on. You know, we're we're tired of hearing country all day. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I noticed talking to some of the band uh, Navajo bands so far is like having parents or family who are supportive. I think that really. Yeah. Keeps, uh, keeps keeps everything stable and for darius i understand your 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 dad will plays the drums for testify it was sounds like he was a pretty big supporter early on when you started darius yeah um you know my my dad he well you know taking it way back then you know my parents took me to my first metallica concert um in 96 i think it was in phoenix and that was my first concert and uh, my second one was iron maiden uh the brave new world tour the general pavilion and that was like the first big show that i saw and i you know i was i knew right then that's what i wanted to do and my dad he tried to get me into drums at first you know he bought me a little drums drum kit and i just couldn't i couldn't get into it you know and um you know he was telling he would tell me that you know I want you to practice, you know, I want you to try to do this. And, you know, he's, he's been playing drums all his life and I just couldn't, I couldn't get into it. But, um, you know, he noticed I was taking more into guitar. So, you know, he bought me my first guitar and pretty much all the gear that, um, we had to do to get started. And at the time he was playing in his own band. Um, it was Christian uh, metal band at the time. And so, you know, I was uh, pretty much his roadie, you know, seeing his, getting to be at the shows and seeing, you know, um, the, I think the craziest show I remember them doing was at a, uh, like Malcolm was saying, at a, a youth camp, uh, Broken Arrow uh, youth camp out in Vanderwagen. And you would think that, you know, it was kind of like a, as I lay dying type scene, you know, um, kids in church, you know, moshing and jumping off the stage and everything. It's like, wow, you know, this is crazy. And so, you know, I, I got my first guitar and, you know, my, uh, from there I, I learned and, you know, when I couldn't find a drummer to get, um, you know, music started, you know, who better to ask than my dad. So, you know, I, he's been with me the whole time and, you know, we, we, of course we, like, I'm pretty sure, you know, Malcolm and I've never seen him do it, but, you know, there's behind the scenes stuff that goes on, you know, attention's mounting because of family and, you know, um, you know, with my dad and I, you know, there's, there's been a few, um, you know, times that we've snapped at one another, you know, you're not playing this right, or, you know, you're, you're not singing this right type deal. And, you know, it's all about just, you know, like, uh, that's what I, I, that's what makes the music so creative. You know, you, everyone has their opinions, you know, when it comes to songwriting. So, you know, he's been a big support and, um, you know, he still is. And, um, you know, he, whether it be, you know, giving us, uh, you know, 20 bucks for, you know, a, a meal after a show or, you know, um, making sure we get to the show and back, you know, he's, he's always been there as well as my mom. And, um, you know, I see that a lot with uh, Malcolm and Nick with um, their dad as well. And a uh, quick story, funny thing is, is that uh, Malcolm and Nick's dad and my dad actually went to elementary school together. So um, it was kind of a big coincidence when we all found that out. 
So, you know, it's it's just becomes a big reunion when it comes to our shows and, um, you know, when it, when it comes to jamming together. Nice. For people listening, uh, that's uh, Darius's baby uh, in the background. Are you going to have your, yeah. your, your kids uh, play music? And it sounds like you're going to be uh, playing music for a long time, but would you ever like consider having them uh, playing a band with you? Um, yeah, you know, like, as you guys can hear, he's loud enough already. And, you know, he's he's got a voice on him. And, you know, as you can see in the back, you know, I got my two guitars back there. And, you know, ever since he was, when we brought him home from the hospital, you know, he just stares at him and, you know, he just is amazed by it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, but the, the COVID times and all, you know, it was hard to take him out. And, um, you know, I would want to, you know, at least take it to a few shows. And I think we're going to be able to do that soon here. Um, you know, and I'm, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most is seeing his reaction. Um, at his first, his first metal show, you know, and, um, when his mom, uh, goes to Gallup and I also live with my brother-in-law. Um, so when they go to Gallup, you know, when me and, um, my son have the house to ourselves, you know, we watch Metallica, um, uh, Iron Maiden, you know, on the TV and, you know, he just he just sits there and watches it. It's, it's kind of crazy, you know. And um, he loves to watch drum cover videos on YouTube. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll lay in bed, you know, and, um, and I'll, I'll bring out my phone and we've been watching uh, Gojira and his uh, playthrough videos and his drum solo videos. And he just, you know, lays there and watches it in complete awe. And it's pretty crazy, you know. Um, so I, I hope, you know, you know, he carries on the legacy and, you know, I as long as he's happy that's what i want the most you know even if he doesn't want to play metal if he wants to lose you know i hope he doesn't play want to play country but you know if he wants as long as he's involved in music you know that's i'm fine with that you know and, um, my mom plays piano so i've seen her play you know many times and like i said before my dad plays drums so we we come from a family of musicians so i i, I hope you know he'll take that step and i think he is with already with being the interest you mentioned Gojira. Um, we know when I uh, I try to research the bands I talk to, and whenever I search "Born in Winter," Gojira is like the first thing that pops up because of their song um, "Born in Winter." Was there a connection to that when you changed the name of the band, or was it just kind of coincidence? I will not. Well, maybe I'll not take this one. <laughs> no, it was kind of Nick's idea. <laughs> um, yeah, um, originally uh, um, we, we kind of wanted to go with that um, Born in Winter. Um, Nick brought it up to me and, you know, I thought it was really cool. Um, but I didn't want to make it too obvious that we, you know, take it from uh, Gojira. So I was like, you know, let's change in and to, you know, of. And, you know, that's kind of where that came from. Um, we had a couple other ideas in mind, uh, but I think that one was the one that really stuck and you know it sounds badass as hell so <laughs> i always get that a lot too you know when we tell people our band name we're like oh yeah we're born of winter we're like oh damn that sounds really you know, it sounds really um you know, like demonic and really heavy you guys you know that and you know of course our logo suggests like we're like a black metal um you know death death metal band um so it's really cool that um we got to incorporate you know gojira into there because you know they're they're really good 
big influence on the band. Um, I'm not sure if Nick told you about um, us meeting Gojira early on. No, I didn't hear that. How'd that go? Um, well, if Nick can bring his thing down, um, he has a poster up. Um, we went to a show in Albuquerque um, at the launch pad, and um, uh, he, he, he got um, like a meet and greet to go along with that show. So after the show, you know, um, I was <laughs> I was under 18 at the time, so we couldn't hang out with them at the bar. So instead, they invited us to go into the bus with them. So, and it was just me and my brother. So, um, you know, we hung out with them in the bus, and um, he has a picture of it, too. Um, and, you know, it was really cool. Um, you know, all the original members still, the, the, the same um, members that are playing today. Uh, we just kind of, you know, hung out with them, started talking, and then, you know, of course, we um, told them about, you know, oh, yeah, we, we play we play a band, too. We cover your songs. <laughs> we told them, uh, you know, we play, like, Bakuity, and uh, we were, you know, trying to learn more of their, their material, and they're like, oh, that's really cool, yeah, and, you know, um, my brother had a poster, um, I think, that he bought at the show, so uh, what, what they ended up doing was, you know, they they all did their signatures and then um on the poster he wrote um to our friends creeping puppets and you know from then on i, I think he should like frame that and put it in a little um one of those oxygen <laughs> cases cool. like you know That's sick uh, yeah there's That's a yeah it was yeah, back in um 2009 <clears throat> it was it was back um uh, during their Way of all album, yeah. So they weren't really, uh, they weren't really too big as they were back then. So they were playing a launch pad, and um, I was fortunate enough to uh, join their their fan club. <clears throat> and I think I don't know if I was the only one. Who was? Uh, I don't know if I was the only one who signed up for that show at the time, but. Um, I just remember getting that email like a few days before the show started saying hey, I won that meet and greet. Nice. Is <laughs> to bring whatever uh, <clears throat> you can bring whatever you want signed, and then like like come like half an hour before the show or an hour before the show, and they'll do like a meet and greet before the the show starts. So uh, me and my brother got there early, and uh, we we're just waiting in line. But because uh, I guess they're running behind on their on their sound checks, like I said, we'll do it till after the show's done. And um, I had all I had all my album covers in my pocket. I had my um, poster in my pocket, all that stuff. I had all my pockets during the whole show, so I was kind of worried. I was all sweaty by the time um, we got to meet them, so I was kind of worried about that. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, though, um, <clears throat> once the show was over, we. Uh, we um waited waited around and uh their I think it was a tour manager, she came up to us and she told us that uh we we're gonna have um have a meet and greet on the second floor. I guess they have a have a little lounge on the second floor. But when they found out my uh, Malcolm was underage, they they couldn't take that risk, so that's when they told us we'll just we'll just uh, get an interview and uh or meet and greet from their tour bus so <laughs> Uh, it's kind of how we met them in there. Nice. But they're really cool, though. They're probably one of my um, probably favorite bands meeting. You just yeah. down the earth. 
Yeah, I really enjoy them. One of my favorites too. I, 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 do, I went to school in Tucson at U of A and the week I graduated that, um, 2009, the, that tour, the Gojira tour, I think it was like one of their first U S uh, headliners. It was like Gojira, the chariot and car bomb. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. There were the support. It was there was only like twenty people when I went. Like they weren't yeah. as big as they were now. And mm-hmm. I remember like they didn't have merch at the time. They just had like t shirt, black t shirts with like a Gojira like um, stenciled. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I still. Oh, yeah, they were doing they were doing those auctions too for like the, um, they were making like these little um, paintings. They were like auctioning it off too. Uh, I know Malcolm got a snare head. Yeah, I got a drum head. It's yeah, he got video. a drum head. With, um, yeah, he, put, he put the notes for um, um, oh, I forgot the song now. Art of Dying, Art of Dying, yeah. That first, um, that, that drum, um, the snare hoop beat. So he put that on there, and every now and then I like to fiddle with that. <laughs> nice. I, uh, I saw Gojira and Tempe in 2013. It was cool. They did a shout out to Navajo Nation. Mm-hmm. I think it was right before the, the song, the Lit Enfant Savage, the, um, Oh yeah, yeah. They like gave a shout out to Navajo Nation. I thought that was cool. I think somebody recorded it and posted it on YouTube. So I gotta find that clip. But oh. I thought that was cool that they shout out Navajo Nation. Yeah, since uh, you guys made the transition to Born a Winter, um, like what kind of uh, bands or just any show in general that would you say is most memorable or any band that you got to play with? What was most memorable? Um, I think with me it had to be Devil Driver um, and Window Rock. Um, I think that was like the last time we opened for them. Um, before that, I believe we opened like two or three times out in Farmington. But uh, yeah, the one in Window Rock I think was the most memorable. Um, you know, there was a lot of hype around that, and you know, it was, it was to us it's kind of because you know we based our band in Window Rock, so it was kind of like a hometown show for us and. Um, the crowd was just unbelievable. You know, we got people moving, you know, the whole um, uh, cell phone light thing. <laughs> um, you know, anytime, you know, for, at least for me, you know, anytime, you know, um, the crowd engages with you in that sense, um, you know, it, it really, um, I guess, touches me. <laughs> um, you know, I, I really like crowd participation. You know, that's really like the main um, thing that, you know, drives me to do these shows and, you know, try to get our name out there as much as possible. So, um, but yeah, that, that was a really cool show. You know, I had my, I had my full kit, you know, um, uh, the guys were, the sound was just unbelievable, you know, and of course you're playing with Devil Driver. So, um, you know, that was like one of our biggest influences um, as a whole band. You know, all the members were, um, you know, we, we knew Devil Driver songs then and, um, you know, we, we kind of teased about um, playing with playing a Devil Driver song. <laughs> would have probably some, but um, yeah, that that was probably a, the the more memorable show for me. How about you, uh, Nicholas? Was there any memorable shows or memorable bands that stood out? Yeah, definitely um, Devil Driver. Um, definitely for crowd. Crowd-wise, you know, that show we did in Window Rock was probably the biggest one we, we got. And then, 
Uh, Band-wise, quite a few good bands. Um, I think uh, as far as local-wise, it's probably that Reservation Slaughter show we did in um, Bloomfield. Because I think we opened, we, we kind of closed that show. Um, we closed that show and, you know, we had a pretty good, pretty good turnout for a, a just, you know, just local show. And it was really fun. It was like kind of like one of the last shows we did on the show on the tour and um, I really enjoyed that one. So, yeah, the biggest local wise was that show, and um, but the bigger band had to be the Devil Driver gig we did. Nice. How about you, Darius? Was there, I mean, either Testify or Born a Winter, what, what band that you got the chance to play with or show you got to play was one that really sticks out to you? Uh, with, with Testify, man, I mean, I. That's a that's a hard question. I mean, there's so many shows that you know come to mind, but um, I think the one for Testify would be uh, the show that Malcolm was uh, talking about with Devil Driver and Winder Rock. Uh, we also opened that show, and you know, I just got into Devil Driver when I got into high school. Um, and I was introduced to them by my cousin, who um, the first song I heard was uh, "I Dreamed I Died." And when I heard that song, you know, I was, I never heard anything like that. Um, you know, the groove, the vocals, everything. So I became a big fan all through high school. You know, I saw them, uh, my first Devil Driver concert was at uh, Sunshine on Bound by the Road Tour. And I remember I was front at the barricade at Sunshine. And the next day when I went back to school, I was, you know, my, my chest area was bruised from being pushed against the rail. And, you know, that was an experience that I'll never forget. And it was just crazy, you know, to see them uh, perform in, in person. And when uh, we got the, when I got the call from Randall, you know, to ask if Testify would be interested in opening the show, you know, that was just unreal. You know, I, that was a big dream come true. And then, you know, when the day of the show that came, you know, I, I, I was just nervous as heck, you know, and um, to actually set up our gear as the same stage, you know, and um, you know, just, to, just to be there. And, you know, I remember I was able to talk with Mike, the guitarist, and, you know, we, we actually had a, a good conversation just about music in general. And that was, to me, you know, one of your heroes was unreal, you know, and I'll, I'll never forget that. We still talk, you know, um, once in a while, me and Mike uh, through Instagram, um, you know, and um, it was pretty crazy when I saw that he followed me um, after I shared a flashback flyer of the, the show itself and I tagged him in it and then. Um, I remember a few minutes later, I saw that he started following me. So, we, you know, we caught up and we started talking for, you know, just about gear and everything. Uh, he's a big gearhead, so it's pretty cool to chat with him. Um, and then with Born in Winter, you know, um, I think the show that I remember the most was when we opened up for Soulfly at uh, Juggernaut in Gallup. And um, I literally was in Vegas that week. Uh, we, we took, like I said, we live with my brother-in-law. Uh, he's, uh, at the time, he was like in mid-school. And we, um, I promised to take him to the Monster Jam World Finals in Vegas. Um, and then Malcolm told me that we had a show with Soulfly, and it was the day after 
the the uh, monster jam in vegas mm-hmm. so we i remember that sunday morning um shoot we left vegas early i think we left about seven or so and went straight from vegas to juggernaut and that was my first show i believe as the bass full-time bass player so it was kind of like a to me it was a what's that word a um not induction but um i can't think of that word of uh being accepted but initiation. <laughs> yeah 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 so i felt like that was my initiation to being in the group and um you know to be playing um you know in front of a, a big audience because you know so of course so far i was there um you know and that one i that I, i'll always remember that show you know because um it, it was just a lot of fun memorable because you know i think i like i said i think i believe that was my first show as a full time uh, member so and it had to be so it had to be opening up for soulfly um you know so it was a big um how would you say it was a crazy way of saying hey you're in a band and we're opening up for soulfly next week so (laughs) welcome fire (laughs) yeah so but you know that and of course born in winter i mean every show is is pretty crazy you know this last one we did which, i mean of course we haven't played in um shoot like over a year because of covid and all but you know being in that first show at launchpad last week friday you know that was just it was i, I still think about it you know um just being able to have that connection with the, the guys again and with the audience you know it was something you definitely don't want to take for granted again um you know so it was that that's pretty much the runner-up show that i can remember now is you know that show we did last week well yeah most definitely yeah are there any uh shows scheduled for born winter uh coming up uh, um, we got one 10th and yellow um alien 710th um uh, I fell asleep before <laughs> the interview. Um, I was planning on going going into my computer and uh, finishing up the flyer for that, so I still got to finish the flyer for that. So um, I'm pretty sure they'll we'll, we'll be posting it up tonight. Um, real quick, if I can put in one more show, um, I think that's memorable. But that I kind of uh, is overlooked is um, one of the shows we did here in Crown Point. Um, we did it at the um, high school gymnasium. And it was kind of a, I think it was like an end of the year, end of the year thing. Yeah, for the mid school. <laughs> yeah, it was for the mid school. They, um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was at the mid school. So um, yeah, we 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 were asked to um, play that, you know. And me and the the guy who put it on were were pretty close. So he's he's always been trying to get us to play there, but you know we um, because of the um you know kind of like restrictions with the district and you know the school itself um it gets kind of hard so um yeah we played a show in crown point um in front of the kids you know of course it was free so <laughs> um and you know the first song i remember um they, they weren't really sure what to do um you know, metal shows around here is really rare so um as soon as we got i think going with the second song man they just went crazy and from there that energy was just there all the way to the end and i remember one of the kids gave us a little um note and i still have it somewhere i think it's in my bag but he, he just said you know 
um thank you for playing you know you guys really inspired me to um continue with music you know music is like a healing method for me and um you know, i think really that's kind of like their their first experience with live music um you know of course live music for everybody else you know we uh, like darius we tend to take it for granted but um you know just to kind of show them that side of you know the world um you know i don't think they would have ever experienced that had us you know not played that show so hopefully you know they're they're into live music especially you know metal um which is you know all kinds of crazy energy you know and um yeah i think that was like one of the more memorable shows yeah and then, and then that morning my um my daughter was actually promoting from um uh, i think kindergarten <laughs> so i had to you know worry about both things it's like oh you gotta worry about my daughter's promotion and then oh, i gotta you know play later on that evening so uh, it was a really fun day though and i think i had to work um not too sure but yeah it, it's really uh it was really a, a fun day for me yeah that was like, one of my more memorable shows too yeah no it's good hopefully you inspired some future band uh, people to start a band um Quick, uh, one, th one thing I wanted to ask was, uh, I know Malcolm, you're in Under Exile, Graves of the Monuments, and Ethnic Degeneration, and then with, you know, Darius, you're in Testify. How do you guys, like, divide your attention, or how do you divide your your time and energy to different, different bands? Uh, I try to, you know, of course, Born of Winter is, like, our baby. It's, like, my baby, so, um, you know, Hundred percent of the um, um, time I put is into that. You know, whenever we want to have practice or um, even shows, you know, born um, winter comes up for that's kind of priority. Um, but it hasn't come down to that point yet where I had to like choose one band over the other. If anything, you know, I, I try to combine, um, you know the time I have uh, and contribute whatever I can to both bands without, you know, having to sacrifice time or uh, availability, whatever. Uh, I remember one time when I was playing with, um, we got a show, um, Ethnic Degeneration, we got invited to a show out in Flagstaff and um, Under Exile was already booked for that, for a show in Albuquerque. And I was like, oh, there's no way I'm going to play both shows, you know? So uh, what I ended up doing was, um, having um the show in Blackstaff, you know i was really close to the promoter there um i kind of asked her if she could you know include under exile you know that way i could play both shows um basically um keep both bands happy and you know at the same time still um be able to um you know play with both bands so she was really cool there and funny thing was on um, graves of the monuments was on that show too but i, I wasn't um playing with them then you know they had quinn um their drummer so um yeah so that that's kind of how um with me i i balance everything um you know whenever we have practices or whatever you know i i, I commit myself fully to you know all, all of the bands i try not to um pick sides or whatever <clears throat> so so far it's worked out great um i know people probably think it's crazy being in like four bands but um it's really rewarding because you know i love playing drums and um if, if i'm able to play a show you know i'm, I'm you know 100 down for um 
you know, pushing for that show. Just different musical style. Yeah, definitely different um, musical. And you know, my brother, he he kind of fills in for ethnic degeneration too on guitar. So when me and him play, you know, it's really tight sounding, you know, because you know me and him we practice those um, songs before, you know, ethnic or EDG shows. So uh, it's really cool, you know, when I when I have my brother going with me, you know, that way we're we know uh, what kind of show we're about to put on <laughs> whereas with um you know the, the other guys it's, it's kind of a, a gamble because sometimes you know we don't get to practice as much you know we're all very far apart um logan the guitarist he, he lives up in durango and um billy and um dakota um dakota's the bass player he li- they both live in kansas so it's really hard for us to kind of get together to do shows and if anything we try to meet halfway somewhere or um, one of us has to go all the way out to the other's spot to practice. So, yeah, it's, it's just kind of hectic sometimes, but, you know, we got to make it work. How about you, Darius? How do you divide up your time between Testify and um, Born in Winter? Has there anything ever come up where you have to, like, choose one over the other? Mm, no, you know, a test, like Malcolm said, you know, uh, Testify to me, that's that's my baby, you know, and, um, you know, pretty much like how Malcolm put it, you know, testify is priority, um, you know, and songwriting wise, you know, myself and David, we do the songwriting between us uh, to testify. And, you know, we still manage to balance out the time to write music and to do shows as well. Um, you know, when I joined Born a Winter, you know, it, I did, I was questioning how it would work, but to me it was, I won't know until it actually happens, you know, as time goes on. And, you know, and thankfully it's, it's working out great, you know. Um, to me, it's, it's all about helping out one another. You know, David, my other guitarist, he, you know, of course, um, like I mentioned earlier, our bass player Ruben for Testify, he plays for uh, Ray Garin, punk band. And, um, you know, David, he helps him with guitar as well. Um, you know, and for myself, I've, I've helped um, a few bands here and there, just on the off shows, you know, like Warm Water, uh, Shadow Remain, and, you know, Born Winter, of course. But, you know, these two uh bands you know mean the world to me and you know i haven't it hasn't come to that point where uh we've been double booked <laughs> you know I, I i think when that time comes it'll be uh it'll be a test or i guess i wouldn't know how to go about it so i hope it doesn't happen anytime soon <laughs> but you know i anytime that um you know there's like a big festival going on you know um I usually tend to ask if, you know, if testifies on the bill, you know, I'll ask the promoter if uh, Born in Winter, if there's room for Born in Winter to also be on the bill. And, you know, I was um, telling my wife, uh, Candace, you know, I said with uh, Born in Winter, you know, I, I don't know what the guys think about this, but, you know, I just, I say in the back, you know, um, Malcolm and Nick, you know, they, they're the ones that do the shot calling and I don't want to, overstep that boundary you know with both of them um but with testify you know everything goes through pretty much myself and uh david you know and um you know we we book the shows 
we do the songwriting but with born in winter you know i have that respect for um the brothers to where you know i i don't get involved with the song writing unless i'm asked to you know um but otherwise you know that's i always ask them permission you know is this okay you know if you do this show if not it's cool you know um so it's just a lot of communication that i think that makes it successful uh between both bands and you know um i you know i give a lot of credit to uh, malcolm for pulling off uh four bands you know and i remember we did a show in winter rock uh we opened up for hemlock and just for the fun of it i said you know what screw it let's book um all of malcolm's four bands plus testify and you know so we had under exile graves of the monument ethnic degeneration born in winter testify and hemlock on all that one show and you know malcolm shoot man he was an mvp that night for playing what i would be two hours of music yeah. just straight through and you know i remember after the show after everything after everyone left you know i was gonna greet uh say goodbye to the guys you know tell them i was gonna head out and malcolm was out you know what i mean he was just out cold in his ride and he was basically ran a marathon that night yeah and i was like man you know that that guy's a trooper man for pulling off four sets and you know then those four bands you know the drumming is crucial so you know i can imagine you know the workout and the intensity of the doing all, all those four bands so and i know malcolm he calls it the malcolm willie experience so um you know i maybe we'll see the the experience sometime this year hopefully <laughs> nice yeah i'm hoping for that <laughs> um two times I can, yeah one thing i can add to that is um uh when you when I, at least with me um when i play at least three or four bands if i can get all four bands in um at the end of the night it's not usually like my arms or like my um like like my, my active muscles um if anything it's my ass that hurts the most <laughs> so after i get off the after i get off the show man i just can't sit down i gotta like prop my way to where i'm not sitting on my ass so um yeah it's, it's funny that um, um I, I had to bring that up um one other thing too about um what darius was saying about you know helping each other was um I actually filled in with testify a few times um so you know like there there's that little circle of all of us you know helping each other out um you know whether it's playing shows or having bands um you know jump on shows and um another thing too is like you were saying with the communication and everything um with the other bands i i do the same you know i'm, I'm really used to um like i guess calling the shots for our band to where when it comes to another band i'm just like I'm in the uh, you know i'm just like a follower i'm not really like the leader <laughs> so i kind of had to like you know take a step back and let them do their thing you know and you know we're getting to the point where we're starting to write songs together and i'm just like you know whatever direction you guys want me to go you know, just let me know i, I don't want to be like um hey you know th this would sound cool like this and you know incorporate my like main influences into um you know like another band uh, if anything my like main contributions i think with goats um more to like born of winter and um you know with the other bands i kind of just want to you know see how they want to approach you know songs or shows or anything so um so yeah that's a really good 
thing to point out too is with um, communicating with other bands. Yeah, I I remember uh, uh, um, you know, like Malcolm was saying uh, there was a point to where I had Malcolm and Nick help me with testify. Um, you know, uh, there was a time when we were just booked solid for like maybe two or three months and um unfortunately it was my grandfather um who passed you know my dad's dad and you know um my dad had to take some time for himself you know of course because he was in, in, a, in a tough area right there and you know um with his permission you know i told him i'm fine with you know just canceling all these shows but you know he goes no you know keep it going just give me some time off you know let me get myself together and um you know then he he's the one that recommended malcolm you know he he said you know why don't you ask malcolm if he can do the shows for me if not you know i'll, I'll do my best to get myself together but you know thankfully malcolm you know he he um answered the call you know every time and um you know david he was out of town for about half a year um you know due to work and you know again um, you know i didn't have a guitar player you know testify music requires two guitars we do a lot of harmonies a lot of solos and um you know I, so i asked nick if he would be willing to help and you know there is a pretty interesting you know to kind of have like uh three quarters of born in winter mixed with testify you know but we made it work and you know and um it was a lot of fun so you know it's just so I can't stress enough, you know, it's about helping each other out. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, I, I noticed a lot talking to some of the other bands before that, that it's just, a, it's really supportive uh, within the Navajo res metal scene. So that's, that's cool. You guys really help each other out. Um, is there any uh, plans for Born in Winter to release any new music or any new um you know, either like an EP or like a album anytime soon, Malcolm or uh, Nicholas, if you guys want to answer that. Um, right now we're, we're wanting to um, like record some of our material. Um, like songs live that we want to, you know, at least try to record and put out. Um, new music wise, we're still um, working on about three or four new songs. So I think once we get all that um, situated, we'll probably um, have maybe like an album or something come out. Um, but right now, you know, with COVID and everything, it's, it's been really hard to, you know, try to get that time in. Because I remember there was the time before COVID where we were actually um, talking to a guy in Gallup who was, you know, willing to record us a free, you know, he wanted to, you know, get his kind of... Um, producing, mixing, recording, um, um, you know, like his experience in there. So he wanted to record us, you know, we're really cool with him. So hopefully soon we can, you know, um, get back into doing that. But, you know, with um, COVID, you know, all this working, you know, we got, we got families too as well. Um, you know, there's just very little time for us to do some of that extra stuff. Um, most of it is just putting in practice time and you know we have a show coming up you know we'll, we'll dedicate ourselves to the show so um yeah we'll hopefully I'm, I'm hoping um by the end of this year we'll have something fully released um you know, i know we only have one song recorded um 
the funny thing about that was uh, I recorded it on my phone, <laughs> so it probably sounds like crap. But um, um, that that was for kind of like a compilation, um, Navajo metal promotions. They were doing like a compilation with a lot, a lot of uh, native bands, and they asked us, and you know, I already kind of knew that it was going to be, you know. Uh, I don't want to say a hassle, but kind of, um, I guess, like a challenge for us because, you know, uh, we don't we don't have the, um, the right equipment. Um, back then, we didn't have the right equipment. So, um, you know, it's like, you know, if we can just try to get something recorded, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put that out. So um, I recorded the uh guitars and vocals <laughs> on my phone i ran that into um garage band um i already wrote the the drum parts in garage band it has like a little drum machine in there so the drumming in there is actually um in that software so that was kind of how we um did that and i think we it took like us it took us like a few days to get everything recorded um having my brother come up and have my phone kind of an amp and trying to record um, Steve's parts because Steve was living in Phoenix at the time and um, we're fortunate enough to get his solo sent in from him because he, he records too. You know, a lot of our earlier um, releases uh, was, was due to him. You know, we had live drumming on them too. So um, uh, right now, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get us going to where we can actually do it on our own and not rely on somebody else to record us. Um, you know, just have our own time to do things and you know just kind of bounce ideas off each other that way and not really have to stress about you know like a deadline or anything um so you know i'm, I'm trying to get us into that position where we can do that <clears throat> okay nice um yeah i'm right at the end of my uh questions but um before i end it um I, what kind of uh bands are you guys listening to or what would you guys suggest people check out either uh like local or well known welcome um with me locally definitely check out testify <laughs> um check out uh mutilated tyrant they're they're a really cool band um ocean harvest uh you probably heard a lot of these bands already um you know, we we network with them a lot. So, um, you know, of course, the other bands that I mentioned, Under Exile, Graves of the Monuments, Ethnic Degeneration, you know, we, we put on some pretty good shows. Um, check out, uh, um, uh, I'm forgetting their name. I just totally spaced out. Darius, what's their name? <laughs> From Saru. Um, uh, shout out to me. Shout out to Rumi, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check them out. Signal 99, check them out. Um, we got a show with them July 10th. Um, War Motor, you want to check out. They're, they're a pretty you know, awesome local band, Brick and Gallop. Um, I think that's it. Locally, um, out there, of course, you got Gojira, um, Devil Driver, Lamb of God. Um, one band that I've really been listening to a lot heavily um, more recently um, is a band called Dreamshade. Um, when I was playing with um, 
phrase of the monument, um, you know, they, they kind of have a really unique style. So I started listening to bands that kind of um, relate to their sounds. So, um, you know, Dream Shade was one of them, Dayseeker, um, those two bands, I think, I, I kind of listened to to kind of get their, um, more of their, their musical creativity. Um, just to kind of go, go along with the music that I was learning at the time, which was Grays of the Monuments. So, you know, I'm influenced by a lot of um, bands that sound <laughs> like the bands that I play with. So, so like with Ethnic Degeneration, you know, I, I listen to a lot of Soulfly, Sepultura, um, you know, Machine Head, and um, like Under Exile, I was listening to a lot of um, uh, Lamb of God. Um, there was another band I was listening to around that time too when I first started. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how um, I incorporate my my way of drumming is listening to the bands that sound like those bands. So, <laughs> so that, that, yeah, that's my that's my my rap. <clears throat> um, for me, I would I would Good. say uh, okay, uh, just pretty much all the bands that you know Malcolm listed, um, you know Warm Water. Um, there's a um, what was what was, it, what was uh, the band that we toured with? Um, Condemn the world, yeah. Uh, Condemn the world, you know. Um, they're still active. And, um, yeah, and um, you know, it's EDG. Um, gosh, I mean, there's so many, so many bands out there locally. Um, you know. Remain obsolete. Um, who else is there? Uh, Sigma 99, Paranormal Slaughter, Mutilated Tyrant, uh, Fatal Corruption. Wait, Heart Museum? Yeah, Heart, Heart Museum. Museum. So, you know, the, a lot of locals out there are still active. You know, I, and um, of course, uh, you know, as in terms of uh, national bands, you know, I've been, I found this one group on uh, Liquid Metal. Uh, I think a couple months ago, I'm a bus driver for the school, so you know I I always blast liquid metal when I'm out on the road. Except where I'm not around the kids, but you know if I'm alone on the bus, I'll I'll crank it up. But um, you know I I heard this one band. You were about to listen to some Slayer. <laughs> <laughs> so you know I I heard this one band that was just introduced, um, and they were called Bleed from Within, and uh, they're from the UK and. Man, that first song I heard, I was like, whoa, this is something totally new, you know. Um, they kind of remind me of Parkway Drive, but a lot heavier, a lot faster. Um, the guitar work is just phenomenal. It's crazy. Um, you know, a lot of guitar tricks and um, pretty crazy band. And then the other uh, group that's just got their, I think they just got signed to Napalm Records, is uh, Tetrarch. Um, we opened up for them Testify opened up for them at Launchpad a couple of years ago and they just got off tour with Devil Driver when we met up at Launchpad and uh, me and the, the singer Josh um, you know he was pretty much you know a really cool down to earth guy you know really nice and their guitar player their lead guitar player uh, her name is Diamond and she's an African American uh, guitarist and you know she can pretty much tear it up on the fretboard um and the second time we saw them was when they opened up with uh butcher babies and you know 
I think, you know, they, I think they kind of stole that show, even though Butcher Babies was headlining, but you know, they, they're, you could tell that's a band that's hungry, you know, they, they want it. And, you know, they, they got uh, signed to Napalm Records just recently. So, you know, it's pretty awesome. Um, but, you know, of course, you know, I've been lately, I've been listening to a lot of Gojira and, you know, I, I really didn't get into Gojira until I joined Born in Winter. Um, you know, I, I knew who they were, but it's, I, I guess it just didn't really, you know, phase me. Not until, um, you know, I, I heard Flying Whales and Vacuity and um, the Magma record. And that's when I, I became a big fan. So I've been listening to the new record that they just put out. Um, and I've been trying to get my dad into the, the newer stuff like that. Because um, he's into Judas Priest and, you know, Motorhead and all Iron Maiden. Um, and I kept sending him uh, drum videos of Mario. And, you know, he'd be like, oh, yeah, that's cool, you know, yeah. And then it was funny because today he texts me and he goes, damn, he's like, you know, that Mario guy's a badass on the kit. He's like, what does he use? And I told him, oh, he uses Tamas and, you know, Zildjian cymbals. And, um, you know, he's saying, he goes, I was getting the oil change today. You know, I, I heard one of the songs and he goes, that he's got crazy feet work is what he was saying. So, you know, it was pretty cool to, um, you know, expand uh, my my dad's a newer music like that, so he's a big Lamb of God fan, um, you know. So uh, he was he was kind of he was really bummed when Chris uh, left the band, but um, you know he's still he he's still he's more of a Chris fan than uh, Art fan Art Cruz. So, <laughs> but you know, um, but in terms of music, you know that's that's who I I've been listening to lately. So. Yeah, how about you, Nichols? <clears throat> um yeah local wise what what about there's Malcolm said you know a lot of good local bands out there as far as <clears throat> as far as uh well you know more national national bands a band called from Poland uh, it's spelled MGLA yeah, it's really really pretty heavy band um then there's uh Petushka before and after the the break breakup between them, <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole drama going on with them. But they they that's a really good band to check out too. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Like the like right there's two versions of the band. Like um, yeah, so like the the main the creative guy the 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 guy yeah, the that, he, he left. Yeah, and so there's yeah. that Batushka. Then they they got some guy that joined the band. He kind of. He kind of stole it. It seemed like from what I sounds like. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, it was um, the singer. There's the singer's version. Then there's the guitar player's version. But um, support both version. <laughs> A lot of people are kind of siding with the guitar player's version because he, I guess, he's the original, the original uh, like creator for that for the band. But the singer's version, he got signed on to uh, Metal Blade. So there's a lot of hate going going towards that band now. <laughs> yeah. But I heard both um I heard both recordings from both bands and you know they're 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 both really good and even the, the singer's version, you know. I've been jamming to um both both sides and you know, they're still pretty good pretty good tunes to check out. But yeah, there's Megawa, there's Batushka, there's uh uh Gujira's new album. I've been really jamming to that one. Um, 
Abigail Williams, newer album. And it was uh, Cattle Decapitations, newer album. That was a really good one. It's like a pretty much a... Uh, it was a premonition. It was a premonition to last year. <laughs> Yeah, because <laughs> album, oh, yeah. right. album came out twenty nineteen. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy when COVID happens. Like the album, the album's like the record of the year for me. <laughs> this is crazy. How much, how much happened after you know, James' album? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Other than that, though, it's just I just kind of <clears throat> the main bands I've been really jamming to, but. Awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm always on Bandcamp, and I'm always like, because I, I follow like people, and I also follow bands on the the Bandcamp app. And this one band popped up called Silver Talon. I don't know if you can see it, but um, anyway, they're called Silver Talon. They, I don't know if you heard Nevermore. There's a like power metal band called Nevermore. Oh yeah, so basically yeah, like a Nevermore tribute band. They sound exactly like Nevermore. So oh. <laughs> I've been listening to that all, like all weekend and. Oh, on top cool. of that, the members of Silver Talon are also in that band called Idle Hands, or I think they changed their name to Unto Others. Uh-huh. So uh, I've just been listening to that like pretty much since I found it. And and then locally, I always just listen to Six Million Dead. And they're just really heavy. Like they're probably like, the, like one of the heaviest like native bands. So I always like uh, listening to their music. But anyway, yeah, thanks for letting me talk to you guys. And um, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate it. That was my talk with Born Winter. Thanks again to Malcolm, Nicholas, and Darius. Be sure to check out Born Winter and Testify on, you know, Spotify, uh, Bandcamp, and YouTube. Also, be sure to follow Born Winter and Testify on Facebook and Instagram. Also, be sure to check them out on July 10th at Juggernaut in Gallup, New Mexico. They will be playing at the Alien 710 Fest with a, with a bunch of other sick bands. All right, I'm going to play the song Disposal of Your Existence. Uh, and this can be found on Spotify. And then I'll be playing a live recording of uh, Vacuity. Uh, it's a cover of Gojira's Vacuity. And I was able to find uh, the Border Winter uh live version on uh, Irv Winika's uh, Instagram videos. All right. Thanks again. I don't know what God is, but I know what he isn't. I don't know what God is, but I know what he isn't. I don't know what God is, but I know what he isn't. I don't know what
hope you guys are fans of uh, Gorgera. This one's called The Chain.
not born in winter. We got some stickers and buns we're passing out, so uh, our boy Steve, we'll hook you up, man. Hopefully.